Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world and as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan are you okay it sounds like like there's a spider like threatening you right now like you're like <laughs> trying to like make sure that it's not getting that you know you're like you're like like it feels like there's like a gun to your head are you okay do you need help you are- oh, it's it's I I started to reach for something and then it made a, right. a loud noise and I was like oh shit. All right, okay, because yeah, it's it sounded like you were like like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, bro, you okay? Uh, that slap last night might have might have residuated. Uh, oh no, please world. don't. I know, please. I know, I know, I, I, I know, I know. Everybody um, hates Chris. Let's move on. Hey, look at that. Um, good show. Yeah, so, um, you know, you would think that, um, you know, Stardom World Climax this weekend, it happened. Uh, I enjoyed the shows. I don't know if you enjoyed the shows, but you would think that, you know, they would be the main focus here. Uh, But no, because I, in fact, over the past weekend, was blocked by Stardom's English Twitter. (laughs) And this is a personal affront to me, personally, right? Okay? Like... Like, I'm going to see the tweets anyway, okay? I have more alts than Sonny has brain cells. Like, that's not the issue. It's just, okay. it's it slightly inconveniences me. And that is that is the worst part. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been living this life for, uh... This is just another day in life for me. Kind of like John Cena. Yeah. Um, see, I never thought it would be mean. Because I copped on and started just, like, screenshotting the tweets to dunk on them. I, I didn't think they'd ever find it. Um, but I guess now they vanity search as well or something to to block people, which is is they very fun. Be very, yeah. I don't I don't know. Cause you you don't really say that much, like directly to it. Like it's it's weird. Like cause like I cause I said, damn, this is stupid when Azumi lost a match. Mm-hmm. But like you just don't even say that. Yeah, so like really I, funny, I'm I, I barely engage with it. That's the like I, I've never done anything. Um, but they must have like s- searched up stardom, um, for the one time where I was complaining that they were charging for two pay per views back to back, and they were like, "Oh, well then, I guess we'll block you 
from the link to buy the pay-per-view, which doesn't matter to me because I watch these for free anyway. Um, so screw you, Sonny. So um, that is that is my bit for the week, I guess. Because I can't do the Hazuki bit anymore because she had a great match, so I needed a new bit, and it is now that Hizuki's I am. Hazuki's great, yeah. Yeah, my new bet is that I'm Stardom's number one hair, so that's that's very fun. Yeah, everybody loves Stardom Quest, and by everybody I mean Sonny, and by Sonny I mean he hates us for some reason. I, don't I know. still follow his personal account though, which is kind of fun. Can he delete that? <laughs> yeah, uh, he deletes it every other week, bro. All right, okay, fair enough, fair. Yeah. He, well, he can't, he can't not be in the limelight for a minute. But yeah. that's fair. Um. All right. Well. No worries, is... Sonny. You think? Huh? Enough bearing setting for the week, you think? There is never enough bearing, Sonny. Let's be honest. Okay, here. that's fair. You know, that's fair. <laughs> um, I won't disagree with that. But um, there's been a bit of stuff uh, announced, kind of for Stardom and, and set up. Um, so I just kind of want to run through that. Um, so this, there are spoilers here, obviously. But there was some interesting stuff. So Unagi Sayaka and Mina Shirakawa have been announced for a Diana show, I think next month, and they're challenging Luminous for the 3WD tag belts. Oh, shit. Um, oh, so, shit. They're wrestling Luminous? Oh, fuck. Yes, yes. Uh, on a Diana Corkin. And they... in addition, uh, Mina and Man. Haruka Umasaki seem to have set up a match for a Stardom Corkin. And um, on top of that, obviously, uh, Mei Saruga challenged Azami on night two of Stardom World Climax. So Stardom is going full on in this working with others thing. You know, they're sending talent to other promotions again. They have. Uh, Challenge challenging for their belts on their shows, you know. I mean, Maceruga challenging isn't something anybody ever expected. So, um, it's Stardom's in a really interesting thing here where they're starting to work with others, and uh, we're starting to see the fruits of that. Where you know, Diana now their next cork and presumably is going to get a bump in interest. I don't know if they'll sell more tickets, uh, it would be very easy for them to sell more tickets than usual, um, but they might sell more pay per views as well. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty big. I mean, uh, you know, for me personally, them putting Unagi in a match against Takase is kind of funny, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because I'm like I'm like can 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 they can Takase wrestle any anybody in Stardom except for like three people? Because um, I don't really care. And then they they put one of the three people in the match against. In fairness, Takase. it's gonna be great when she forms. No, it's gonna be good. No, out no, of trust deal. me, it's. It's gonna be good. Like Unagi is good enough to where like this match is interesting to me. Um but and also uh I think that Unagi or I think Mina might lose to <laughs> might lose to uh Takase because I don't see them dropping the belts to uh Kozen personally. No, it'll probably um, be a draw. Probably. That's true. Uh, that's true. Diana does that every the, now and then. That's the one. That's the one bad thing about like interpromotional stuff is that it's like winners are very hard to uh, establish yeah. in a way. I'm I'm surprised how well they did it this past weekend um, with prominence and yeah. with, with just like the the big uh, rumble too. But we'll get into that. We will. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a cool thing that Stardom are doing. I know we talked about it before when they did announce New Blood, but you know Rossi. The, the the viewpoint that he kind of wants to kill off the scene is a bit short-sighted. As we're seeing now, he, he definitely seems to understand the 
the viability, I guess, of, of pulling everybody up with him. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, and, you know, Diana has a good chance here to, to really make a mark by having Mina and Unagi on their show. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see how much more attention they get than usual because, you know, Diana is a very small promotion. Um, even, like, English-speaking spheres, they kind of don't get a lot of attention, mainly because they do pay-per-view-only shows now. But, you know, you have this chance now with two stardom wrestlers on your show to to make a big impact and maybe have a really cool show and earn some new fans. Um, my worry is that the, this is the show where they just put the belt back on Kyoko because obviously Kyoko, in a way, she uh, <laughs> she she dropped the belt because she was she uh, she had to get surgery and now it's on Nozaki. And uh, the the temptation for her to to get the belt back might be a bit too much, but hopefully they do something a bit cooler with with Nozaki there as uh, as the main champion on the show. Uh, or at the very least, just have a couple of good matches so that, you know, maybe more people are inclined to check out a Diana show. Kyoko gonna... Kyoko gonna... Kyoko gonna win that shit. Probably, yeah. I mean... She's, she's been champion there Kyoko a lot. Kyoko don't lose, brother. Uh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose that's how it works. Um, hey, maybe Stardom fans will get to see Jaguar Yokota. That, how cool is that? Yeah, I mean, like... There's Madeline, holy shit, like... they're gonna see Madeline. Yeah, Madeline's great. Like, yeah. I mean, that it's it's especially in comparison to the last time Stardom had representation on a Diana show. Um, it was like Starlight Kid, and this was multiple years ago, and it was a singles match, is kind of an exhibition type of thing. Um, I think that there's a lot more potential here to draw a few more fans to it. Um, like you said, it's a bit harder with uh, pay per view only shows, and you know who's gonna fork up their money but even just you know the uh slightly less legal ways of watching it which i do not suggest for diana because they are a small company and you should pay them um but just in general eyes on the product are eyes on the product and i think that this could be a little bit of a a little bit of a bump for western fans if they are real big kozen fans you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh and there are a lot of those uh unfortunately but yeah um yeah, so I mean, on top of that, you have obviously uh, Maceruga challenging Azami, and I think really it, it's great to see high speed division, especially get names and somebody like Maceruga, who a lot of people really rate highly, um, and maybe that's a sign that we could get some more Gato move crossover, which would be cool. You know, I like uh, like Yuna Mizumori. Obviously, she was in the the World Climax Rumble. Um, you know, Takiko Kirahara is good. So they, they've got some cool names that would be fun to see in stardom. And I mean, somebody like Yuna already has a thing going with the Cosmic Angels as well. <laughs> so, you know, you never know. You might see like Mina pop up on uh, on Chaka Pro sometime. Yeah, uh, I want to see Yuna versus uh, Ida because of obvious yes. reasons. Yes. Um, she put a pineapple over like a pineapple like mask. or I don't know what it was meant to be, but she's put it like a hat. She put it over... Ida's face and Ida just couldn't see for like two minutes of the of the battle royal. It was real funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of crossover that can happen. Emmy's back in Japan and Emmy and Rossi do have a good rapport, so uh, that's definitely a good sign. Um, overall, yeah, there's there's a lot of big uh, cross promotion things that could be going on in the future that I'm excited for. I think the Maestro versus Zumi match is really exciting for me personally, as someone who uh, is a big fan of the last time they met in a wrestling ring which we'll talk about a little bit later oh yes actual, indeed um stuff 
As well as that, uh, Siri seems to have said that she wants to wrestle Nanai. Uh, Nanai was on these shows, obviously. She presented the um, the world title on day two, I think. Not day one, just day two. Um, no, just day two. So Nanai is kind of back out of hiding. Uh, she showed up on a great show last week, as we mentioned. And she was here. Um, and in the post-match like media scrum, Siri said, hey, I'd like to you know defend the belt against Nanai. I'm not sure if there's going to be any follow-up to that, because I don't think Stardom made a big deal of it, and it's not even in their, their post-show report that they usually post on their on their website, so it seems like Siri did put the idea out there of wrestling Nanai, but it seems to me that it was just kind of a throwaway comment almost, because it's not even included in their own show report, which is usually where they would put something like that so people yeah. can keep up with it, so. I mean, theoretically, if she did get Nanai, that would be a pretty big... Uh... A pretty big reign for her as a defending champion. I mean, like, Risa Sarah's coming up soon. Um, Nanai and then Mariah earlier this year. Obviously, Julian might. I feel like um, a lot of people are a bit iffy about her, her title run so far because she just hasn't had as many defenses because uh, they've become a little bit more uh, uh, conservative with those um, than in the past. But I think that, like, when it's all said and done, her track record is going to be pretty huge if she gets some of these big outsiders and beats them very much so um and yeah i think that's all that we will talk about unless you want to do the venues now instead of later you could, shouldn't we just do it at the beginning of the show but but uh, it's probably just easier to do it now um so uh, yeah i don't care yeah uh, so during the show um on day one especially stardom announced that they will be at Ota Ward uh, three separate times this year. So the opening days of the five-star Grand Prix this year are at Ota Ward. So day one and two will be at Ota Ward. Uh, last year, they were at the Yokohama Budokan. And this year, they're at Ota Ward, where the finals was last year. Um, so that's a pretty big step up, you know, to, to, yeah. to start a tournament at Ota Ward. And it really has me thinking of where... They might have the finals of the GP, and I'm kind of leaning towards a return to Sumo Hall because Sumo Hall is a pretty good venue for something like that, right? You know, yeah. especially by then. I mean, I think I think most New Japan tournaments climax at Sumo Hall for the most part. Um, that might be a little bit far fetched, but I feel like, except for this most recent one that just happened, uh, there's a lot. New Japan likes to run tournaments, mm -hmm. um, like tournament finals, like big matches at um, Sumo Hall. Um, and I think Storm can kind of steal that from them, Loki, because uh, uh, as we saw this past weekend, they outdrew uh, New Japan Cup final, which is kind they of did. insane. Um, they announced they are doing another outdoor show. I'm trying to get the date. I think it's in late May. I want to say. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it's um. You would you would think that they might have it on their their show schedule, but they don't. Um, I think it is in late May. I think it is in late May. Yeah. It, either way, it's so they have another pay per view in May. So not only do they have the Fukuoka show, the big Fukuoka show at the start of May, towards the end of May, they're going to return to Oda Ward again. So that's going to be their second show in Oda Ward within a month, because that's where the, the the Cinderella finals is as well. Yeah. So they're getting their money's worth out of Oda Ward. And uh, they're really. I think, I think Ward is their best. I think Ward is their best venue. Um, 
so I'm 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 rocking with it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a good one for them. Um, but it's definitely another sign that they really are stepping up an ambition to to run that venue so regularly. Um, yeah, and they're they're really not afraid to to run these pay per views a lot. You know, they've they've they're confident they've got big matches. Um, now the other big show announcement that they made, and um, again, it's hard to find a date for this because nobody really tweet about it. So it's like I I can check, but it's not a lot. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that uh, Sonny also doesn't tweet about this, so it doesn't like that's not why he's he's being a little bit off his game today. He's just off his game because he sucks. I'm joking. I love you, buddy. Oh, I, oh wow, Jesus! What was that? <laughs> just a, an assault on my person. Yeah, a little bit. This is a very. This is really <laughs> bad. Do you know what though? Because right, listen. I've I've looked up, I've searched for Stardom Nagoya, right? But it's mm-hmm. all tweets by this fan with Stardom in their <laughs> username and Nagoya in the at. So it's just yeah. it's just picture after picture from the the shows, and uh, nobody saying anything. Well, you know. They go to Nagoya at some point. Either way, they are running the big international center in Nagoya. Um, so it's where they usually run. It's the, you know, it's that event hall place, but it's one of the bigger rooms there. And I'm pretty sure New Japan and the other companies run there regularly. I think it's about 5,000 attendants, maybe. So it's a venue stardom's not a lot, but they are doing a bigger part of it. And um, that's, I, I believe, in June. I don't. I can't be sure though, because I couldn't find the date there. But I'm pretty sure that's in June. So pay per views are not going to slow down because they've got two next month, two in May, already one announced for June, and then obviously two, uh, I believe at the end of July, early August for the GP. Yep. So uh, a lot for Stardom, uh, a lot of big moves being made, and um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where. The, the the GB finals are because that's what really interests me. Um, but I'm definitely thinking they they go back to Sumo Hall again for that. I think that would make the most sense. Yes, personally. it would indeed. Um, either that or even something like Osaka Joe. I don't know if which is smaller because um, you know, chances are they aren't going to sell it out. Yeah, but I I don't know which is bigger between those two. To be honest, I feel like I feel like uh, Osaka Joe is definitely bigger. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think that's like eighteen thousand plus, isn't it? I mean, it it all depends on uh, you know, restrictions because max 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 of of Osaka Joe is like thirty five thousand. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Or not thirty five, uh, thirty thousand. Like that's like max max, like super max. I, I don't know if uh, like yeah, because Osaka Joe is really big. Interesting. In fact, that's 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 why it's one of my favorite arenas because it's like. It's just so big that, like, when there's a lot of fans and it's like really, uh, really loud, it gets really, really intense. I love it. Pretty sure Kenny Omega tweeted about that, didn't he? Um, yeah. as Dominion match where he said it was so loud. He, I think, I think a lot of, and this is no offense to Kenny, but I think a lot of, I think a lot of Kenny's matches, uh, were a lot better just because he was in Osaka Hall. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, just in general. Oh. Oh damn! Wait. Oh, I guess it's only twenty thousand. Yeah, I thought as much because I've only ever seen New Japan get like eighteen thousand, roughly. Yeah, huh. 
I guess I was wrong. But still, it feels like a like a Tokyo Dome type size, even though it's not. No, definitely not. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'm just throwing numbers out of no of my. Yeah, very, I have no idea where <laughs> they're coming from. Um, but I suppose that's enough about the venues and enough about Stardom's cross promotion. It is time to get on to what you're all here for: a review of Stardom World Climax. Of course, we start on day one with Stardom World Climax 2022, the best. Uh, this did 2,712 fans. So, really good number. Um, higher than I had expected for day one, because I knew day two was selling better. Uh, so I just assumed there'd be like way more fans at day two. But day one really showed out with this uh, 2,700. And with this... I mean, day two did get a lot more, to be fair. But Yeah. yeah. Um, with this, though, they outdrew... TJPW's uh, Sumo Hall show earlier this month by, I think, a 1,000. I think TJPW had 1,700. And it also outdrew the big DDT anniversary show, which had 2,500. So, just, you know... It also, day for day, like I said earlier, I know this is, you know, redundant, but it also outdrew uh, the two final days of the Japan Cup, New Japan Cup, um, which featured Naito versus Okada. Which is like the biggest match New Japan has right now. <laughs> they are milking that shit, and uh, it it didn't it didn't beat Hanan versus Rina, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for Okada and not Naito, uh, the, the kids just had their number. Yeah, and I mean, people are kind of slow to to praise it, but I mean, outselling a a, tur- a tournament is is definitely really good. You know, like the yeah. the New Japan Cup. tournament final. Yeah, like the New Japan Cup isn't you know the G one climax by any stretch, but it's a you know it's a really well protected tournament. You know, winning it is a big deal, and it, it leads directly into one of their big four pay per views. You know, mm-hmm. definitely it's um... well now it doesn't. They they changed the schedule, yeah. so now it's like into a random. Show. Why would they yeah. do that? They got rid of Sakura Genesis. I don't know. It, it, Disgraceful. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best show. That like it's the best show name, and they just didn't. They just got rid of it. This is why I don't watch New Japan. <laughs> actually, actually, New Japan has gotten rid of all of their good show Great. names. They got rid of the New Beginnings. They got rid of Sakura Genesis. Like all they have left is Dominion, and I like I think they got rid of fucking Destruction Tour, which is like. Like, that was, like, my favorite name of all time was the Destruction Tour. I was like, that's the coolest way to call, like, a bunch of small shows that don't matter. Like, <laughs> cool. It's just by calling them Destruction. Like, that's cool. And then they got rid of it. Like, they're weird-ass companies. Disgraceful. It's disgraceful. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, big praise to Stardom there for 2,700. They are doing really, really well uh, attendance-wise. And, of course, they did better at day two, which uh, we'll break down a bit more when the time comes. But with that, the opener of this show was Hanan defending the future of Stardom Championship against her sister, Rina. Uh, she won with the backdrop hold in just over seven minutes. Now, Dylan, as the resident Hanan fan, I will let you take this one away. Yeah, this is really, really good. Um, I think there is obviously a ceiling on these future title matches, but I think Hanan is like smushed up against that ceiling and is like constantly there. Um, she just knows how to make them good. Um, I was even saying that this is one of the better uh, future start future title matches I've seen. Like period, um, like since like Azumi Kid era of the future mm-hmm. title, um, because I think even Utami when she held it, she was kind of limited, and a lot of her opponents were pretty limited. 
it as well. I mean, maybe that Zaya match that they first had, but still, I, I mean, this is up there, which is saying something considering it's, you know, two uh, teenagers going at it. I think this was the start of a theme that we saw throughout these two nights where Rina was slapping the absolute piss mm-hmm. out of Hanan, um, and it was great. And Hanan tried to retake the title of best knee bar in the company because she slapped on a knee bar onto Rina because uh, she doesn't want Miu to outshine her. Um, which was like kind of out of nowhere. I was like, oh damn, that's fair. Uh, I, I actually bit at a few of the later moves because I was like, maybe Arena just fucking wins it. Like they've been they've been mm-hmm. putting a lot of eggs into the Oedotai basket. So uh, like I think she had a big like knee drop from the top, and I was like, damn, that was like that was gross. Like she could she could take the dub there, um, but she didn't. And Hanan ended up winning, which I was I was very much a fan of. And yeah, backdrop driver looked great. Uh, two of them. She had two backdrop drivers. She had to give her sister a little bit more respect than that. And yeah, good match. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, I, lo- I do love this Hanan reign, and I think I might mention a bit more after my Sakurai match, but just, you know, it's one of those where she clearly represents what this belt is supposed to be, so there's no reason at all mm-hmm. to take it off her. Yeah, certainly. Um, the next match then on the show was Mirai beating Saeeda in a Golden Generation battle. Uh, Mirai won in just over 10 minutes. Um, this is one of those rare Joshi powerhouse versus powerhouse matches. You don't often get those in, in this scene, because obviously there's, there's never really that many powerhouses around at the one time. Um, but I mean, it was it, it was a real power battle, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I this was one of my favorite matches of the weekend, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know oh. a lot of people are like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit excessive, but it's like, this was like definitely top five for me um i was i was thinking about it, i was watching i was like you know there's a certain type of wrestling fan who like would firmly watch this and believe it's the start of match of the year and like i disagree personally but i can understand because <laughs> it was it was just a lot of hot shit and like some people are rocking with that more than anything else and i was like yeah this is this is a wrestling match that like i would tell people to watch uh if they aren't necessarily a fan of like the i guess house style as we call it of stardom because this is completely different and completely out of the ordinary um and it was great i thought it was really really good um, there's a lot of intensity obviously they like threw lariats at each other for like a good two and a half minutes straight and they just really just ate all of them and it was awesome um and Ida just fucking murdered mirai with some lariats and i was rocking with that uh and then in the end it was it was actually probably one of the funniest things i saw all weekend Ida lowered the straps hulked up and everything and then mirai just put an arm bar on her, put a Kimura on, and just tapped her out. Like, after she, after she, like, powered up, she's, like, hulking up, she, like, dropped the snap, shaft, she's, like, ready to fight, and then she just got tapped out. It was really funny. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was really fucking good. I, I really liked this. Yeah, and Mirai is a star. I know I say this every time, but she oh, looked she great she in is. this big venue. You know, great production. She really does look fantastic. Um, and uh, she she's really hitting every time she gets in that ring. You know, she hasn't missed yet. She's killing it. She is. Um, Now, the next match on the show was the uh, four-team gauntlet match. Um, So the first two teams in were Oueda Tai and the uh, mishmash team of Momokogo, Waka, and Mina. Uh, Saki pinned Waka to win the first mini-match. It was then Miyu, Amasaki, Lady C, and Azumi uh, entered the match with Azumi pinning Saki to eliminate Oueda Tai. And then out came my Sakurai Natsupoi and Himeka, and Himeka beat Lady C with the JP coaster. So um, yeah. you, if you couldn't keep up with that, um, 
it, it was a gauntlet, you know. <laughs> um, match three was was like two minutes of good action. Yes. So like that, that's pretty much the only thing I have to like. I mean, match two was okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it was match three. It, it was solid enough. That was and then, cool. as you'd expect, it was DDM and Queen's Quest that really kind of went above and beyond. But even then, as as people who watch all of the Stardom House shows, this was nothing we haven't seen, you know, time and time again. Yeah, so. No. You could go back like a week and find a better. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, it was good to see Himeka get the win, though. I suppose um, get her kind of. Some Dude, she she was looking like a star. I was like, man, she's winning this. She's winning the Cinderella. I don't care what anybody else says. Well, uh, we will have to wait and see. Um, the next match then was the prominence team of Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sara defeating Tekla and Micah of Donna Del Mondo. Uh, Suzu pinned Tekla in ten and a half minutes with a German suplex. Um, Suzu and Tekla really stood out to me in this. They have fantastic chemistry. Their chemistry is great. Like they work so so well together. And um, the ICs, man. That's that. Yeah, that it is. Um, that's what I'm gonna start referring to former ice wrestlers. Oh, no. Is the oh, ICs. No. Please don't. Gonna stop Sounds like a bad like award <laughs> show name. The Ices. No, no, no. That's, that's the 2021 what, Ices. No, that's what, uh, who won the the comedy? It's actually way. It's way more lame. It's Probably. way more lame because of, that's what you call ice cr- climbers in a uh, Smash Bros. Oh, right. Like there's the Ices, the Spaces, the you know, yeah. Okay. So they're the Ices. All right. Fair enough. The Spaces are just the co- cosmic angels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't call them that. They ain't cool enough for that shit. <laughs> okay. Um. And yeah, I mean, this was this was a good match. Um, they did a lot of stuff. It was one of those kind of tag matches. And um, but I mean, they really put yeah. over Suzu and Risa. They did a good job here of of looking good. Um, and Suzu especially really showcased herself with the uh, every exchange with Tekla. So it was job done, really. She had a she had a beautiful half Nelson mm-hmm. slam uh, from the top, the avalanche. Really good. Like I don't know. Like I've just like I just didn't think of that move. And then she hit, and I was like, oh wow, that's like that was really cool looking uh dude that that was awesome um but yeah i thought those were really good i thought risa and micah also had really good stuff against each other um overall i think i think risa sarah and suzu suzuki uh passed just like this like you know blood feud with ddm and shuri because shuri's not in ddm anymore um but past that i could definitely see them like challenging for the goddesses belts um i don't know if they would want to take another loss though that's my big well they should win the big thing that Oh, I I agree, but I don't know if yeah. they would win. Like like no, I I think they should have a run with it, but I don't know if they would, you know, put that on them. Um, it would legitimize them, like prominence is in general, giving them some belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, you know, prominence can be a really good thing for stardom in in the future because I think having an alliance with like a group small enough to where it's like they're not your competitor, but big enough to where like they aid your shows consistently. If they can keep this prominence thing running for a while, it's really like, uh, you know, it helps everybody, in my opinion, um, if they can keep it going for a while. So I, I would do that if I were if I were Rossi. I'd keep them on board and maybe give them a tag title reign. But that's just Yeah, me. well, I mean, t- the end goal might just be that they sign prominence <laughs> i know i know that's I very that's very forehead I, I that's but i mean i i know yeah. i said like, forehead they signed yeah. all of the rest of their I, I said this on <laughs> jpq's show when i did it and we were talking about prominence like there's no 
gauge on what the market is for a Joshi deathmatch promotion. You know, like there's just no, there's no it's knowledge. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. But you know, there's no real no way of it's knowing if there's a, a fan base, a paying audience for that kind of thing. And it's, you know, it's equally possible that prominence, you know, flames out within six months, just as much as they could be the next big thing, you know, they're a real unknown, but if, 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 if things don't work out and there isn't that kind of paying audience to, to see women do the death matches. then I mean, I could see start being like, look, you aren't making money on this. You could should sign with us, you know, get pushed and work Osaka no, Joe. No, it's, 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 it's interesting. It is. Um, I was actually thinking about last night. I was thinking about like the comparison to 92 in, uh, in AJW, because obviously it, just year wise, it's kind of interesting that, you know, Starm's starting to work with a lot mm-hmm. of people in 2022 and 30 years. Uh, HW started working with a lot of people in late 92. Um, and obviously, like, the, the comparison would be Prominence to FMW, but obviously Prominence doesn't have the backing of, you know, the great Onita and and like. So uh, I, I could, I see what you're trying to say, but I, I feel like maybe they have more of a market than we think. Uh, to a degree, maybe not like a huge one, but I think it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot more uh, work to get them to sign than you know, uh, fucking grabbing over Micah and you know, like they did yeah, last year. Well, no, because I'm not saying that they should sign them now, but I'm just saying that you know, yeah. Well, term, it's just that long term, it might we be. have no idea if prominence as a wrestling promotion is gonna work. You know, that's my thing. That's always that's been my yeah. thing from day one. Like I have no issue with women doing death matches. Like that's not a personal issue, but there are people who don't want to see that. And it's awesome. there are people who aren't gonna pay for that. So, you know, it's to me the question with prominence is will they have enough people attending their shows to make it a viable thing to keep doing? If it isn't, then the the temptation is gonna be there to sign contracts, you know. Yeah, and I, I think I think a big part of it is that they don't have a partnership with like a bigger deathmatch mm. promotion in general, um, because the Joshi scene isn't particularly like the Joshi scene isn't as healthy as it could be. Um, in that, you know, every Joshi company has a certain baseline of health, yeah. right? Like a lot of like that's that's the case for like basically every male promotion right now is that they have a certain baseline um, of like okay. Even, like, I mean, fucking NWA is still open, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, obviously, that's in America. But there are shit companies. And that's not saying NWA is shit. Shout out of Smashing Pumpkins. Um, but, you know, like, there are some shit companies, like, shit male companies that are still open just because they have a very baseline, you know, survival mm-hmm. rate. They, they can survive things, you know, very easily. Whereas I feel like Joshi companies, jo- the Joshi scene isn't in the place for that yet. It's not at that level um, right now in its history. You know, at certain points it was, and certain points it wasn't. I don't think it's quite there yet. So I, I do think it is. It could be a, a question of sustainability yeah. for for prominence. I hope it's not because I think prominence. Um, as much as I love watching them in stardom, I, I do think that the deathmatch stuff really sets them apart. And I think that them continuing to do that, uh, if they can't bring it to stardom whatsoever, then I don't really want them full time yeah. signed to stardom. But I could definitely see where sustainability will come into question over the next couple of years, um, if not sooner. Yeah, and that's uh, I suppose that's all a kind of a wait and see thing. But as as a first introduction, I think Suzu Suzuki really showed out in this tag match. 
Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think we've seen the full Suzuki as somebody who watched her in Ice Ribbon. She has a whole couple of levels still to go. Um, but she really, she's crazy. Impressed yeah. here. Um, this was on to the next match. Uh, this was the Goddess of Stardom Championship match. It was uh, Mum Watanabe and Starlight Kid defeating FWC of Hazuki and Koguma. Uh, Momo pinned Koguma with the Peach Thunder, so she brought that back out. Um, I thought this was hurt by going on after a very similar match. You had two, yeah, and I think I think it was it was similar, and then the finish was worse, and I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, because you ha- you have two <laughs> tag matches where they're mainly just go in and do stuff, and uh, those are cool. Like this was cool. Um, but, you know, having already seen that exact same kind of match beforehand made this one not stand out as much. Um, but it was still a really good match. Like, Momo and Kid were great, and FWC obviously are fantastic. Um, but I did think that this would... This is maybe a better match if you just watch it in a vacuum. Like, if you just turn it on someday and check it out, it might it might be better yeah, probably. than what we think, because we had seen a very similar tag match just before it. Yeah, and um, I would say this, you know, like I thought this was a really good match, but I'd say it fell into some of the pitfalls that you expect out of a FWC versus Oedo time match in that Kokomo was the one mm-hmm. taking a lot of the heat early on, so it was kind of like, uh, you know, you're just waiting for Hazuki to get the hot tag, and it's like, uh, that's cool, like that's, you know, foundational tag team wrestling, but I feel like every single FWC match has become like that, and I'm like, okay, is is Koguma ever gonna like get heat on anybody mm. in a tag match ever? Like, is is she ever gonna be the one like like a dominant force in any tag match? Uh, luckily, she got some offense later on, but then she got hit with like seven <laughs> chair shots, uh, so it didn't really matter by then. Um, but there was that, and then like I said, the chair shots near the end, I was kind of like, oh well. Like, they were just placed wrong, in my opinion, where, like, Barb was just watching it happen, and I was like, you could you could try harder on this, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> but that's, you know, a nitpick, I would say. I thought overall this was a good match. Uh, I don't know if it was as good as the Prominence DDM match from the match before, though, is, is the problem. Mm, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I would have put this above, I think it, uh, just because yeah. Momo is great. Um, yeah. But, that's yeah, I can, I can maybe see why. I thought Momo definitely, definitely did better in this match than she has... Uh, yeah. recent matches because i've been i have been very critical of her i feel like she's uh kind of slowed down like she's tried to be more methodical and i felt like it didn't really work in a lot of recent matches but i thought it worked here uh and in the, yes. the match the next night i thought that she did really yeah she was great this weekend. weekend um after the match then uh momo and kid they doused hazuki and koguma in water uh just kind of as a, a heel thing Dude, momo is not over no. it Bubba is not over that bullshit from 2018, bro. I taught my sister to get over fucking boyfriends from 2018, and Momo can't even get over getting fucking water poured on her one time. Into <laughs> like, dude, come on, you gotta let it go. <laughs> Quite the callback, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one of my favorite. Like, like that was one of the things that made Hazuki like one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day. Was like watching her descent away from Queen's Quest. Like, I, I adored that. I loved that entire story. And then Natsuko did the same thing with Jungle, where she uh, baptized her in, in the Cinderella. I I think it's a great trope. I think it's really good. Um, but somehow, Kid does it a bit too extra oh for my, my liking, but that's cool. That's cool. I, I'm fine with it. Will no, you I'm leave Starlight Kid alone? Kid's always extra. I'm not... Yeah, I know. I know. No, no, no. I, there, there's, like, a, there's like Japanese fans who are, like, actively, like, really uh, antagonistic towards Kid, 
Never do that. That's fucking shitty. Don't be an asshole. But she is just the most extra wrestler. And sometimes I'm rocking with it. But sometimes I'm like, can you, like, just tone it down, please? <laughs> like, I get you have a mask on, so you gotta, like, emote more. But, like, dude, it's just... This is yeah. a lot. Uh, but, no, I thought I thought this was great. I thought this was great. That's fair. Was um, but, yeah, I mean, Momo and, and Kid are kind of set up now as the main antagonists of the division. And uh, they already have their first defense yeah. uh, confirmed for April 10th. They will be defending against Momo Watanabe, or not Momo. <laughs> They'll be defending against Julia and Tekla. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn, I was kind of thinking Julia and Tekla would, like, win the belts yeah. soon enough. Sadly as not. Well. Um, now, on to the next match. Uh, this is one that we were all excited for. Uh, this was Kairi and Mayu Iwatani beating the Cosmic Angels team of Unagi Sayaka and Tam Nakano. Um, I don't want to bash WWE because I'm over it. But seeing Kyrie here, I'm not. How the hell was the best you could find for her was just being the heater for Asuka? Like, how do you not make more of this woman? Like, how do you not make money with her? How are you that bad at this? She's great. You kind of forget how great yes. she is sometimes. Like, even even as someone who has watched a lot of her pre-WWE stuff, you forget that, like, she's just, like, always mm. that. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean not as much on the second day, but that's besides the point. Um, I, I, I thought this was great. Like, I, she came out, and, she, I, like, her ring gear reminded me of Shawn Michaels, and I just, like, laughed. Like, I don't know why. Like, I know she's worn that type of gear, like, quite frequently throughout her career, but, like, I saw it, and I was like, that is Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania 25 gear. <laughs> that is what that is. Um, or, like, 2008, you know, just, like, around that period. But, but no, I, I thought this was great. It, not to take the Lord's name in vain, this felt like Chigusa's return. Uh in that it felt like Kyrie could literally do anything and the crowd would like erupt mm-hmm. and it was, they were just so there for it. And I was really happy that that was the case. Cause like this was really good and it really was helped by the absolutely insane. Yeah. And I mean, she, she did have people hanging on a thread. Like she, she was playing this crowd, like nobody's business. Um, I mean, she's just, she, she was, she was fantastic. Like even, like she looks great. The gear fits her so well. The theme is amazing. Like the theme goes with her so well, and she's just she soaked in the moment and every moment so well. Like she just came across as the biggest thing in this company. And that's not really a knock on anybody. And she hurt. That people. She did. Um, but the fact that she felt like the biggest deal in Stardom, it's not a knock on anybody because Stardom has a lot of big stars, but they just aren't Kyrie. Yeah. Like it, it's 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 incredible. Yeah, dude. It. Man, I love Kyrie so much. She hurt people. Yeah. That was the best. She that was did. And part. You know she... what? Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, Dylan. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I okay. can go on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, that's what I was going to say. Like, we, we, when she came back, were like, maybe she'll do a GP. Maybe she'll be part-time. You know, if they can space things out. The way she left WWE with all of the injury issues and all that, Stephanie gave the impression that she was, like, fragile and just kind of done with it. And then she comes out here in the peak of her physical health. Like, she looked ready to wrestle full-time. Like, she could go and do 100 dates plus. Easy. Like, she she looks fantastic. I hear she's running Corkins. Really? Uh, At least occasionally. Like, I think think it's obviously pay-per-views and sometimes Corkins, I think, was the what I heard. Right. Obviously not house shows, but 
I hear that she's like available for some Quirkins. Uh, maybe maybe I hear it wrong, uh, but that's that's why I've heard is that she could do a Quirkin or two every once in a while. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, she looked great. I mean, like you said, it, it was like kind of a, a question of like, oh, is she like coming for like kind of a retirement tour, um, or is she coming for you know something else? And you know, I I look at it and it's like this is like kind of more of a revival of a wrestler than it is of a you know the wind down of a wrestler from from the first two days at least you know that that's that's how i see it. it's it's very much more uh of the cm punk return that it is like the sting return and, and mm-hmm. sting's been killing it obviously and this is all aw talk i'm sorry i know but you know like that's that's no disrespect but it's it's more of like a okay she's here and she is here to like wrestle you know like do do a lot of shit she fucking dude and you know i don't give her props a lot but Unagi was fucking a trooper. You know, I, I was watching this with Paulus and he's like, these motherfuckers better buy her some dinner after this. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, like she is getting her ass beat. It was great. She did a fantastic job as, as the one getting beat up. I thought Tam uh, came in and had a, had a Tam moment. Um, and Kyrie's experience in NXT really aided in, in making that Tam moment a little bit, worse um but i thought that that wasn't enough to like stop us from being an absolutely incredible match and a great return for for Kyrie overall she just was fucking killing people man she was that spinning back fist was was nuts Dude. like she was hitting those um... like it just it like it might and i oh yeah this is this is one thing i want to note on is that Kyrie came back and was violent and mayu saw that and was like oh we do it an old school way okay and she got so much more violent than i've even seen her in like since like the fucking since like no people gate i feel like i haven't seen her get like that just like gruesome in like at least a year of of like because she was just fucking hurting people too and i was like dude if this is what this team is gonna be like they need to they need to be the ones to take off the straps of of oedo like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's where I'm at. If Like, it was just really, really good. I, I thought mm-hmm. that Kyrie brought the best out of Mayu. Um, Mayu brought the best out of Kyrie, And then I think, you know, Unagi was definitely there to take a lot of the heat and just get yes. her ass beat. And Tam was also there, which... I thought was Tam was great. I, no, I, Tam, she, she Tam was... was the only person who was bringing it to Kyrie. Like, Tam was okay, really true. fighting back to Kyrie. And you needed that, It was that. fantastic. Yeah. You, certainly, you certainly needed that, but, uh, you know... I think the Tam moment, I was like, oh no, please don't make it into this. And then it, it was fine afterwards. Uh, yeah. But it was funny for the couple of seconds of just Tam being, you know, psycho Tam. Yes, you know? of course. I love Tam. <laughs> She's great. Oh man, such a weirdo. Such a weirdo. Everybody in this match is fucking weirdos. I love that. That is true. Um, and you know, Akairi was very unselfish here. Uh, she let Mayu get the win. Mayu hit the moonsault on uh, Unagi after Kairi had done the uh, the insane elbow. So, she was already dead, is what you're saying. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, but she let Mayu get the pin, and uh, that was it. Um, there was nothing really of note then from their post-match stuff, just that they were happy to team together, and Mayu did the whole, hey, uh, Ryugoku, she said the name right this time. Uh, she, says, she said it right, and was like, you know, should her, uh, her, you know, hello, everybody, good evening, that kind of thing. Um, and oh, then... Uh... 
We get on to the next match. This was Saya Kamatani defending the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Utami Hayashishta. Saya won with a Phoenix Splash in 27 minutes. So 27, that was... Yeah. yeah. This is a very mixed sure. responses. Like, some people did not like this at all. Like really Most of the people I've talked to at least were fine with it. Mm-hmm. But like I, there was, de- I know there was definitely people who were who were lower on it than that. Yeah, um, I thought it was one of the weaker title matches. I think it was probably the weakest. T- I mean, not the future, not counting future, but I think it was probably the weakest title match of like the top four, even including the high speed and the tag title matches. I think it was probably the weakest of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was really good. Still, I just think that the other matches were like insanely good. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean like, I, I watched. I, I fell a little bit short of what maybe I wanted. Yeah, no, I watched this uh, this twice. Well, I guess one one and a half times because I missed most of it the first time. Um, and you know, it, I thought it was pretty great. Like when I watched it in isolation, you know, away from everything else. Um, you know, it, it the start I didn't like because it was just a new Tommy match. It was yeah, basically just new Tommy being like, yeah, I'm better than you. It's whatever. We're gonna grapple. Once Saya really got to make her mark on it, I thought it was a lot better. Um, and Utami is able to go 50-50 with people like that. That's kind of her thing uh, for the finishing stretches. So I think once Saya kind of revved up and started to really throw bombs back, it definitely improved. Um, but I could have done without the start where it was just Utami doing her normal shtick. I feel like the, the selling was a bit all over the place. Um, you know, not, not mm-hmm. to be one of those people, but it was, it was kind of like just messily sold i guess like because i feel like saya was selling a lot and then for like 10 minutes just didn't sell whatsoever like didn't even acknowledge that she had wrestled a match and then she like started selling the back again even though the back hadn't been worked in like 20 minutes at that point it was it was like there it was sloppy in that way but i think overall you know if you don't get nitpicky about it i thought it was a really good match and i really enjoyed it uh i'm shocked to say that i think that the other wonder match was better i did not expect that at all uh but i thought it was still really good i I don't think i think people who were like not fans of it probably wrote it off within the first six minutes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and we're just like oh it's this type of match and they looked away uh i don't think that's really fair because i think a lot of cyan matches get better in the second half you know i think that's where she really shines is in the second half of a match uh and you know some wrestlers are just like that i think utami really was there for the ride for her and it was it was overall a really good match. Um, as a move guy, uh, the Rana off the apron was fucking gross. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, and also, Saya hit a crit, like a spinning wheel kick where she like hooked Utami's head, and like just like fucking like it just looked beautiful. Like Saya, Saya has insane body control. I know this is like obvious for anybody who hits the Phoenix Splash, but like she is absurdly talented in just like being able to like this sounds very forehead but being able to make her body do exactly what she wants it to mm-hmm. do it's it's remarkable you know like that, that said a lot about about you know ibushi but like seriously like saya is just absolutely insane she makes a lot of things look way better than they actually should look sometimes and overall she's just a really great wrestler she's she's one of the best in the world and i think that's um possibly an understatement to not even call her the best in the world right now because she's killing it. 
She is. Um, and after the match, then for some reason they had uh, Tam Nakano come out <laughs> to uh, to cut a promo. I guess to, she to uh, build she sounded match. like her her fellow deathmatch legend Tomaki Hanma. <laughs> With her voice, it was like I was just like, oh man, it got such audible like, laughs. They're they're the ribbing her, they're ribbing her. Yes. I was, she's probably like, I don't want. It. Do you hear me? And then Rossi's like, Nah, you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you gotta go, bro. Yeah. It's like I can't even fucking talk. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Come yeah, out. that was that was pretty great. Um, because uh, like it, it, everybody in the venue just laughed as soon as they heard her. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was it, like they basically just said the standard stuff to, to build to a match but i mean it was just it was so funny to, to tam sounding so gravelly and everybody yelling like hey hey stop stop laughing at me yeah. stop it. um what i kind of want to say though about this match is that um in a weird way it went a long way to legitimizing sayakamitani because i you know obviously her beating tam was a big deal to people who really pay attention to the tam push but i feel like the, we've said it before tam has the weird perception issue where people don't really see her as one of the top stars of stardom even though she is um but for saya to beat utami clean in in a title match is is a big kind of statement of how they see her and i think it's hard for people to deny that saya is a is a big big deal after getting a win like this yeah i mean i totally agree i think and you know not to get too much into like lore and all that but i think that like the whole curse of the white belt thing like tam knows exactly that that's her perception because like that's what she like that was like the lore she created so to speak is that like the white belt never like nobody feels like the white belt champion is legitimate mm-hmm. um for whatever reason even though like i mean fucking arisa and and momo probably were the only ones and i mean i guess eo but outside of like those three every single champion was kind of disrespected in a way and that's like oh well you know you ain't red belt champion uh, mm-hmm. so who's to say you're a top star when it's like fucking aikawa bro like you know like it, it has a history to it um and she always talks about how it's cursed and i think that to a degree she's right because i mean people still are like that with saya you know what i mean yeah. like, people are like oh well she, you know like who's to say she's a top star literally any match she has is to say she's a top star you know what i mean like <laughs> she she has that you know what i mean like i like tab is a bit more like understandable because her matches are kind of a lot more hit or miss and uh that's just because she has a very specific formula that she sticks to um and some of them work out very well and some of them don't uh sai is just like an insanely talented wrestler yeah and uh i think the white belt has a certain stank on it uh, and a certain curse on it if if you are tam um using tam's language that keeps wrestlers from being perceived in that light so i think her winning against utami one of the best red belt champions of all time that's a great way to put it over i i, I totally agree this was something different this was something different to put yeah. over Saya, you know definitely um yeah, that white belt thing is so weird because they they've presented it as you know equal to their world title at almost every step, but it's yeah. you know people just don't get it. But um, it's a cursed belt, man. Yeah, well, look, I mean, listen, if I was winning, if I had the choice of winning the belt that Yuzupon held or the one that Nanai held, I think I know which one I'm going for. Uh, because Yuzupon was beast, so I don't know. Um, but anyway, the speaking of the world title, that was on the line in our next match. Uh, Siri defended against Julia, and uh, this one also went 27 minutes. Um, before the match, uh, Siri's bodyguard was revealed to be 
Amimiura. So uh, Amimiura came from Actress Girls. She's one of the many who left when they kind of said they were closing down and not doing wrestling, but then kept going anyway to, to in but they're not wrestling. You know, you're not allowed to call it wrestling. Um, so she was one of the many people who left. And she's been injured for a few months, which is why people probably haven't seen that much of her or heard, heard of her, really. Um, but she comes in here, and uh, she's Julia's second for the time being. Not Julia's. Or, yeah, Siri's sorry. Second. She's Siri's second sorry. for the time being. And uh, she debuted in 2020. So she, it's going to be interesting to see mm. how they push her because, you know... She's somebody who could be in the contention for the future of Stardom Belt, which would mean that they can't really push her too hard if they want to keep her in that division. Um, yeah, she's a COVID trainee, that means. Like, yeah. She's never really been wrestling outside of COVID. I mean, I don't know what month of 2020, but still, like, you know, yeah. a couple shows is not a lot. To, no, definitely not. You know. um, and she's kind of another Hoss kind of wrestler. Um, I don't want to pigeonhole her just yet because you know she she mm. could definitely change um but you know she's somebody with with potential uh she isn't going to blow people away right away i wouldn't say um but from ever, whenever i've seen her she she's been pretty good and once she settles into stardom and gets a bit more reps under her belt i think she'll be pretty good see i i never watched actress uh just like because you know i just never got an interest in it so I was like, why don't I know who this person was? And mm-hmm. I thought about it. It's like, wait, no, I've seen her before. And I realized I watched like one wave house show yeah. last year that she was just like in like a three minute match on like <laughs> or something. And I was like, oh, that's her. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, and then I, I looked it up and uh, she is a protege of uh, Aquino. So oh. uh, she's good. Interesting. I didn't know that. I don't care if she's good or bad. She she's good. Like her first match was against her. Her every tag match she had for the first like six months of her career was with her, and it was. I was just like, oh, so like, she has the Aquino stamp of approval. That's cool. Yeah. Or Nokia. It depends on you know. She she, she did work for Nokia and uh, yeah, actress. She, she was yeah. Yeah. So she, they they work together a lot. So I I mm-hmm. you know. And Aquino's one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. So that is I'll, true. I'll, I'll give Ami the the benefit of the doubt. And Ami Mira did work a bit. Um, she was in Wave a lot last year and and mm. stuff like that. She actually got to the final of the uh, the young way the young block in Cash the Wave. Uh, Tomoka Inaba beat her as as you'd imagine because Tomoka is great. Um, but I I knew I had seen Mira in Wave, but I I couldn't remember, and that was where it was because I watched yeah. that young block. Uh, I was one of like five people who watched that young block. Um, no, I think I think Inaba. I watched one of her, I think that was one of that was one of it was why I watched. Yeah. Like, Maybe the I want to say the final. I, I watched a couple of the uh, young wave thing, mm. and I, I think it was you know I don't really remember a ton of it because no. I watched a lot of wrestling, but I knew she was there. <laughs> yeah, because that's where I remember seeing her, and she was definitely pretty solid there. Um, but she did work a lot, kind of around places. And now that I have Actress Nets, um, it did take the promotion dying for me to subscribe to their service. Um, but I'm, I'm, I might go back and watch that uh, some of those Nokia matches because uh, Aquino is great. Yeah, she's. Dude. I, I, I am very hopeful for Mira mm-hmm. overall. She was very much in the background. They didn't even introduce her whatsoever. Like, oh, yeah. Even, like, after the match, Sherry didn't even, like, acknowledge her existence. She just walked, like, it was just... She was just, like, The announcers did, though. The announcer was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Miura. Oh, wow. It's, 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 you know, the girl from, like, you know, the actress, you know. She, she wrestles in Wave. 
dressed in wave. I don't. I don't think they would have done that. It's... I don't think the Japanese crew would have done that. They would have just been like, "Oh my god, it's Ami Miura," and that would have been enough. You know, that's enough. No, but I know, but it's 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 funny because like, where do they know her from? Is my question. Oh. <laughs> well, you just kind of have to pretend you know these people anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. It's uh, it's just funny. It's better than the WWE way of who is give this? The... Oh my god, what? Who's this person? No, but I, I know, but they always they always do the AJ Styles sell. Yeah, and it's hilarious to me because it's like sometimes they are not AJ Styles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But but no, I, I I thought it was a good way to put her over a little bit, and then the match started, and she was just sort of there. It was really funny because like they they put over that there was a bodyguard and then like half the match happened outside mm-hmm. of the ring where there was just absolute chaos. And I was like, I thought that like the point was like that she's good, like they were gonna like protect their man a little bit, like each side to like some degree. But they it no. was just like, nah, we're gonna. It was carnage. And I'm happy they did because it was chaos. I loved it. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose with that we're onto the match. Although first, I want to really praise Julia's outfit. So Julia had, uh, she had her braids done red. She had uh, new red and black gear. She looked amazing. Uh, Julia. I feel bad, man. As, as Like dyeing your hair red yeah. and then losing your red belt match. That's your extensions anyway. Cause <laughs> her hair goes from blonde to braided very easily. So I'm pretty sure it's, it's fake. That's true. But um, she, you know, as much as Julia is uh, at times not very good at wrestling, she very much gets everything else. Because she puts so much effort into her look, because that's such a big part of it. Um, and her look here was fantastic, really eye-catching. The red kind of the red out- outfit to go with the red belt is something that's going to look amazing when she does have the belt. Um, and yeah, just credit to her going above and beyond there for for the look. Because as I always say, wrestling is an aesthetic business. It's why Kota Ibushi is pushed ahead of Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii has no neck. And Kota Ibushi is a godlike man, so that is why. Which I think is unfair, because Hiroki Goto is like the most beautiful man of all time. He is, right? But he's a bit chonky, so that's maybe just, they don't. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to push chonky he's boys. Like, he's, dude, like he. Mm. I know, like, I know, I'm, I'm but gonna, you know, New Japan yeah, is to play yeah. to the to the people who are attracted to these men. So that's kind of how it goes. This is true. But um, true. yeah. Anyway, wrestling is a static business. Julia understands that very well. Um. The match itself, I loved it. Um, this is of no yeah, shock I, to anybody. Um, when Julia started grappling, there was a communal groan of, oh god, no. And then once Siri realized that Julia is very bad at mat wrestling, they just started to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> like, they yeah. took it to the it outside. Too... They did the, the pile driver to the table spot. They were hitting stiff That stuff. pile driver, oh my god. Just insane. Like, insane. That pile driver... Julia jumped forward on it, mm. and I forgot that like Japanese tables are sort of like they f- they break in the same way in like a safe way. Um, nowadays they do. They used to not. They used to be very fucked up. Mm. But you know those tables they use now are like safe because it looked like she like, like she like jumped forward on it. So I thought she was gonna impale Shuri. I was like, what the fuck are you do-? like? You don't you don't do that. You you do it in the middle so that nobody dies, Julia. <laughs> but but luckily it it didn't matter because it was. You know, yeah. Uh, this was like Julia being a paradox of a wrestler to a yes. T. Because it's like, like I think I, I brought it up to you. I texted you. I was like, the most Julia part of this match was Julia like doing a snapmare on. Ju- I on said Shuri. that to you. Uh, I'm gonna go back. I'm pretty sure I brought it up because I had made the point to you. I messaged you and was like, I've come to the conclusion that Julia is the best bad wrestler ever. 
And then I said, no, yeah, and then I, I my point, proved your point. She did this. I'm pretty sure I said that. Both of us just like furiously now scrolling through the DMs. <laughs> no, I said it. I said All it. Right. Boom. Okay. She fucked up her position and just fucking PK'd her point blank very sloppily, but it was beautiful. That's exact that's that those were those are my words. And you're like, that's amazing. So thank you, Alex. Alright, I'm sorry. I do apologize. But no, like I I think that's and you you ruined my rhythm. You fucked up my sorry. rhythm, man. Uh but but that was like the most Julia thing, is that it's like she fucks up a snap mare. And her positioning's all off, so she can't, like, do what she was trying to do. So she just kicks the shit out of Shuri as hard as possible, point blank. And I was like, yeah, that's that's Julia. <laughs> that is that is Julia to a T. She fucks something up, and she's like, well, I guess I'll just kick you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I think Julia, for maybe, like, the first time ever, uh, we found out that Julia can, like, break bones with her shoe kicks. Yes. Like, I don't know Holy why she doesn't shit. do them. Like, she does boots. Her Her boots are great, don't get me wrong. But, like... She just, like, I thought that she, like, broke Shuri's spine with some of them. Like, she was just absolutely murdering her with it. I was like, damn, those are, like, almost as good as Shuri's are. And that's, like, insane, because mm-hmm. Shuri was a kickboxer. You know what I mean? Like, it, Julia really showed out in that degree. And, yeah, just overall, they were fucking trying to concuss each other. I loved it. Yeah, like, once the um, if we're done with the outside bit, they got in, and it was just stiff city from there. Um no, after Julia had already kicked Siri's spine out of place. Um, and there was, like, so many hits that you just winced at, you know? They sold really well. Like, there was points where Siri would kick Julia and she would just die, you know? Like, the kicks were impactful yeah. <laughs> and they sounded really hard. And then there was the one that got me, was Julia hitting this knee to the face on Siri. And it didn't look like she had slapped the knee at all. But it made this insane noise. Like, it, made them, it made the sound. Like, yeah. She just killed this woman. She just kneed her in the face, <laughs> like with no with no resistance. Um, like they just did so much fantastic stuff there, and really, that's kind of Julia special. Um, as bad as a wrestler as she can be, she is going to do anything to herself and her opponent to win She'd a match. She'd be a perfect death match. She would. She'd um, be a perfect her her normal matches are almost death matches anyway. Did the slap exchanges yeah. <laughs> here were were ridiculous? Like they were just slapping the shit out of each other, big time. Um, it was just so visceral and so intense, and it it really is what Julia is. And you know, Siri is obviously somebody who, you know, she was wrestling Kana, <laughs> you know, a decade ago. She is used yeah. to somebody working a little bit snug. And also, she was in the UFC, so she's okay with getting hit in the face. Um, the Siri was well up for, for Julia stiffing her and then kind of res- responding in kind. And I think that really helped the match a lot. Um, some of the bits were a bit too cute. I thought when they, they hit each other's finisher and both kicked out at one, I was like, all right, yeah, that's that's whatever. Very cliche. Um, Very cliche. But generally, they did kind of s- stay away from that, although I thought the finish was pretty bad. I didn't think... Uh, it was like that, that I mean, like, one-winged yeah, angel yeah, style yeah. view and just uh, didn't look good. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's. Um, she's gonna make it over, and whether you like it or not, it's kind of like guess. a hijack bomb. But I think it's at least better looking than because it just bomb. looks like an attitude adjustment by the end of it. Like just just yeah. do a normal yeah, it's, it's, thing, you know. It's hard to not do the one-winged angel, but also make it look good from that position. You know what I mean? Because it's like. If she just did the one winged angel and just like fucking pile driver, it would look good. But because she has to make it different, 
it's really hard to uh, island driver part of it. Yeah. Um, so I get I get what you're saying. Uh, perhaps my favorite spot of this match I think was uh, Julia slapping Shuri like ten times in a row, and then Shuri just like pushing her, mm-hmm. and then shoot kicking her, and she just crumbles yes. to the floor. Yes. Like just like absolutely fucking dies. Like it was I was just like that's one hell of a sell from Julia, and also I don't think she was selling that much. I think Shuri just actually caved her <laughs> chest in. Um, it was great. Um, we didn't even bring up that there was like seven shoot headbutts. This this entire weekend there was at least ten oh, yeah. shoot headbutts. They all went crazy. Like, that's not a like that's not hyperbolic. Um, it was really really good. And yeah, I thought this main event was like it felt like the match that Julia's been trying to have for like two years, but never quite got out of anybody. Where it's like, or nobody quite got it out of Julia. I don't know. Like you know, I don't think she's ever had uh quite this match. Like even even the tab matches were different. Mm. Um. Even the good ones, I think, were were good because of more extenuating factors. I feel like this was like the main event Julia match that's like even absent of any context, this was like a really great match that was aided with the context more than like a match that was built solely off of the back of the context of a feud, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where it's like I felt like the last Tam match was good because I knew that they were trying to like do something whereas this it's like i could not know who either of these people are and they were fucking murdering each other and it's really really good and it's really well done um so i think this was this was one of my favorite julia matches like ever mm-hmm. in fact I mean, in fact i think it probably was my favorite julia match it's definitely up there uh, yeah it's really fucking good um i suppose after uh the match uh siri officially left don Mondo, so that's you know the nail in the coffin there of uh series time in the group and you can understand why after a match like that um and yeah, yeah. it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes her and amy are obviously gonna team up um siri presumably will get her own unit uh well she did in fact say that i'm starting my own faction so that's gonna be interesting to see um Dude, someone on Twitter said that Kyrie was trying to join it, and I was like, "Yo, that's way too quick. Let me, let me call. Let, please calm yeah. down. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." I got like scared. I was like, "Oh, we're already going. This is not healthy for other wrestlers no. on the <laughs> roster." Um, but that didn't happen. No. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how that paves out. And um, you know, if Julia, when she eventually wins the red belt, because we all know Julia is winning that red belt. Um, if her matches are even one tenth as good as this she's going to be amazing as champion. Um, so, yep. I mean, I can see these two wrestling again and that being Julia taking the belt. And that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but, you know, we'll have to had pretty One pretty bad match, one pretty amazing match. We'll see if they... <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Third. Um, I suppose that we should move on to the review of day two. Uh, so this was Stardom World Climax mm. the top. Uh, they did 3,085 fans here, and it says here that it was full, so I assume they essentially sold out with this number, which is, again, just incredible, incredible growth. I want to say, like, 3,200 would have been a solid, like, so it's it's practically, it's like, what, 100 off? Yeah. And that's like a fucking, like, you know, that's mm. pushing it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great number. One of their biggest ever. Uh, I thought the show was weaker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the show was, was weaker than the, the night one, mm-hmm. personally. Uh, but we will get into it. I think there was definitely a lot of redeeming factors to it. Okay. Um, so, in the opener, we had 
Hanan defending against Mai Sakurai. She defended the Future of Stardom title. Uh, this ended in just over six minutes, uh, again with the backdrop driver. Um, oh no, it wasn't. It was a German suplex apparently this time. Although... No, it was. It, it, she just kind of like turned it All wrong, right. and it was. It was. So it was, it was both. <laughs> it was both. Um, yes. Yeah, I thought this was okay. Uh, Mai is good in short doses, where she just has to throw good forearms and boots, um, and she kind of got to yep. do that for the majority of this match. Yeah, this one uh, wasn't as good as the night prior. Hanan's defense, but I thought it was still good. I thought that Sakurai was, you know, she did the things that she does good, and she did them well, and she didn't have to do any of the things that she's bad at, which is most things. Um, so it was, it was, it was fine. I thought it was quite good. Um, more importantly, Hina came out after the match. Uh, shouts out. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but um, yes, Hanan cut her promo, said, "Hey, I, I got you know V four. There's a, I might get the record." And then Hina shows up, who has, hasn't been here in a couple of months. Um, she obviously looked different. She hasn't been here in a couple of months. I'm pretty sure she had short hair when she left, but it looked longer now. And yeah. uh, she just seemed more confident overall, um, which is good. Yeah. And she basically challenged Hanan to a, a title match. And they had a bit of an awkward kind of thing where one of them went for a handshake well, and the other one was like, no, I don't, I don't yeah. want it. So, um, yeah. She also didn't do anything no. else. She just like yeah. She like swerved her and then didn't do the swerve. It was it was funny. Um, this is pretty. I mean, not pretty big. We knew she was coming back for the Cinderella, but it's it's big in that I'm happy that Hanan is getting to defend against both of her mm-hmm. sisters. I think that's you know, uh, very meaningful to them because like, not to speculate, but we don't really know if Hina is in it for the long haul because, uh, as we said, I think last week she is going to a. <laughs> big university or not a university but like a, a like prep school type of th- um so i don't know when uh, our recording thing cut off there i assume it was after we were done talking about hanan versus rena so we will just uh go on to the cinderella yep. rumble uh so uh gato moves may saruga won the gato or the cinderella rumble in just over 25 minutes uh this was much better than last year's uh which was just an absolute train wreck they did entrances two at a time. They kind of did them in yeah. teams. In fact, so uh, like, Oedo um, all came out together. And for some reason, yes. like all three of them, <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah. And then Waka came out and I was like, wait, but isn't it supposed to be t-? whatever? Like it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was all over the place, but it was for better sure. than last year somehow. Natsuko was the star. Um, Natsuko was the as star. As far as so like, <laughs> yeah, she was great on commentary. Um, and also Maria tried to kiss up to her. Oh, she Natsuko, gave her something, huge a little Maria. gift. He, like Maria came out okay, and Nasco went went Maria and then she like like she she was just like putting her over the entire yeah. time. She was huge Maria fan, huge Maria fan. Need Maria honestly, like ASAP. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of anybody going to Widow Tide, but I yeah, it. I need that Maria Nasco tag yeah. team. I'm down with that. That would be cool. Um, I I mean, as far as Joshi Battle Royals go, this was fine. Um. It had a lot of the standard spots, you know, everybody piling on pins, people getting their, their interactions out of the way. You know, it wasn't anything standout. Um, you know, there was no Saka Hirota here cosplaying somebody to, to add some comedy, so instantly that's that's yeah. a bit of a downer. But um like otherwise it was it was, you know, it was it definitely fine could have been as worse. far as these kind of matches go. 
Um, Definitely, yes. I was actually, um, so uh, one more bit about the Maria Natsuko thing. Maria kicked Saki out, and Natsuko was so conflicted. Like, she was like, oh, no, <laughs> no, oh, man, oh. <laughs> she was like, she was like, she don't want to bury Maria, but she's like, man, what has got to happen to me? Um, mm. By the end, I was like, damn, they're they're really putting over Maria Saruga to lose to Amasaki. I'm surprised that, like, cause I thought it was going to be Unagi versus Miyu. I, like, that was what my, my final two mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, halfway through the match once um, Inaba, like, lost out and, you know, those types Ida's lost out and all that. Um, I figured it was going to go down yeah. to Amasaki and uh, Unagi. And then Mesuruga and Miyu eliminated Unagi. I was like, damn. Are they putting mm. Miyu over Mesu? That's, that's not really putting her over anybody because like, this is her debut in stardom. Why would they? And then the Apple won. Which yeah. was wild to me. I'm a big Mesuruga fan. Um, everybody who isn't is kind of a nerd. Uh, because I think Mesuruga rules. Uh, she's she's just really good in my opinion, and she's been really good for a while. I thought that she had like one of the best matches in that AEW tournament last year, um, out of nowhere. And then after oh, yeah. the match, she was like, "Yeah, I actually hated that match. I thought I did terribly." And I was like, "What the? F- that was gr- <laughs> you're better than like the person who would go on to be a women's champion for a year. You're good. You're good, girl. Okay, like calm, calm down. Um, yeah, she's really good and uh." I didn't think of it until like a few minutes after that. I was like, "Oh shit, the winner isn't challenging Hanan. The winner is challenging Azumi. That makes a lot of sense." Oh. So like when when I when I sort right. of started getting that, I was like, "Okay, that's dope. I'm 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 rocking with that." And yeah, really happy that May got the win. Uh, she really deserves it. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that they gave uh, a Tokyo Joshi the win. I mean, she's not technically no, that's May Saint Michelle, but still, like you know. That's kind of wild that they gave uh, their only viable competitor, so to speak, even though it's not really, you know, like... No. I assume she's done with... with I haven't uh, been keeping TJPW? up with her as much, so I, I don't know if she, she could be. I know they had the big, like, Neo Bishikigu and reunion thing at the, the Sumo Hall, um, but, like, they announced a card today, and Saki Akai is teaming with, with Yuki Arai, so... That's yeah, that's like, seems okay. to me that yeah, it seems like she's moved on. I don't know though for sure. They do that a lot um, with Neobashi. That'll be something to keep like, tabs on. They they win yeah, the belts, yeah, they lose true. it, and then they disappear, or they become hyper missile again. Yes, <laughs> that, that they do. Um, and yeah, I suppose there's not really much else we can say about a battle royal. Um, so we will go on to the next match, which was Utami Haishishta beating Mirai in just over 11 minutes with a rear naked choke. Shouts out, Zach um, Yeah, so this was like that uh, that Shaggy meme, the old Shaggy meme of uh, he had to use like 10% of his power, you know? Because that was kind of what they did here, um, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah. But they just clearly didn't like, go anywhere close to I feel it. like comparative to the Ida Mirai match, like I felt like Ida was like literally giving it her all. Um and Mirai was giving her a lot of herself as well. I feel like uh mm-hmm. neither were really giving it anywhere near their all. And like it was still good. Like they did good wrestling, yeah. uh, because they are good wrestlers. Uh I don't know if you guys know about that. But they're they're quite good wrestlers, Utami and, and Mirai. Um but there wasn't like a ton to like get from this match outside of oh they they did the good wrestles um utami did yes. try to give the rose to natsuko and natsuko slapped her with it and like pushed her and she just sat there silently for like the next six minutes uh which was really 
really good storytelling. I'm gonna be honest. Like that, they are. Yeah. They're keeping it. You know, what I mean, and I think Natsuko. I think overall on commentary, uh, I wish I I knew Japanese because I feel like Natsuko sounded like an incredible <laughs> commentator, and she really, you know. Yeah. I I've always said this. Natsuko is one of the most entertaining wrestlers in Stardom. If they let her be entertaining, and if they let her be, you know, the the cheeky, you know, like you know, doing her little jokes and doing her little bits and whatnot, and they, you know stay away from the ultra serious you know like i don't have fun i hurt people when they stay away from that and they just let her be kind of like her one of the most Mm -hmm. charismatic wrestlers like in the world straight up um she really put over that utami rose thing and i I don't know i thought that was a really good bit of storytelling so to speak all right um I kind of like that they had uh, Utami win with a, a choke. Because um, if you just had her pin Mariah in 10 minutes, I feel like that's a bit uh, it's a bit game-breaking, right? A bit simulation-breaking. Yeah. That um, it took Siri 27 minutes, but Utami only took 10. So when you choke her out, it's kind of like, oh, well, she just she caught her on the day. That's the know? great thing about submissions, um, is that they are very... Like, submissions yeah. in... in uh... Or I guess it's the bad thing about pinfalls. Is that they have to mean something, when uh, when like submissions don't always have to mean something, and flashpins don't always have to mean something, you know, like it's it's yeah weird wrestling schematics. But I agree, I thought that was a really good finish. Yeah, um, and this this maybe sets them up as kind of opposites. I don't really know. I didn't come away from it thinking this was some major yeah, feud, yeah. but Mirai really sold she it. Did sold the loss but i mean you would sell any loss like that right after the match i I don't know if it's mirai pushed off my sakurai and i was like oh i think she's probably going to join shuri at the end of the show probably Uh, she didn't so we will see if she does that in the coming weeks indeed um the next match on the show then was momo Abe beating hazuki in just over 12 minutes um this is great this is one of my favorites from the, the two days uh, they're both working really rugged, really, you know, not like super stiff, but, you know, it was, it was very, there was, was a lot of impact to what they were doing. Um, and Momo especially was just a perfect, like, shithead heel, just, you know, giving those little kicks to the head to, to Hazuki and just really, you know, it's it's kind of the main thing of this heel Momo is that, yes, she is working slower. And it's a bit more methodical, but in its place, she is kicking yes. the shit out of people and just being a prick. And it's it's fantastic. It's it's really when good. When it hits, it hits. And uh, Hazuki really was up to meet her here. And uh, this is probably the best Hazuki performance since her comeback. Oh, I think I think her. I I was a huge fan for Utami match. Um, and I feel like I was like the only one, but I was really big on that one. So I don't know if it, it beats that. Uh, but mm. this was really really good. Um. Momo comes out with like a big ass jacket that I imagine she won out of a loot box. Uh, the true gamer, um, Suzuki <laughs> rocking like yeah. metallic pearl, like a like a purple version of her gear with like some silver. Yeah, I thought this look. It looks really bad it looked with the the boots that oh, she I, has. I, I didn't think about the boots. It doesn't yeah, really fit I, the I, boots because yeah. the boots are still the the, the split toe yeah, thing, and it's that. it looks kind of weird with the yeah, purple. I, I thought it looked great. I thought the the gear overall looked great, but um, yeah, I at one point one might like. I think the testament to what this match was was at one point Momo tried to catch Hazuki with a kick off of like Hazuki's springboard and she missed it and so like Hazuki just sort of like tumbled to the ground and then Momo just kicked her in the head as hard as she could because um, <laughs> you know it was it was the old school you know I, I felt like this one was like a bit of a throwback 
and I I love those. I thought that they looked at their match back in the day, like in 2018, and they like compounded on that instead of trying to start something new, um, which is good in this case because I feel like they definitely could have pulled from that because it's long enough ago and it's like it was a good enough match that they definitely could have you know sort of did a kind of a, a you know I don't know what the word is but this felt like a natural continuation of their feud and I like that um, and even more so the finish where Hazuki lost to only the Peach Sunrise um, and not the Peach Thunder was also kind of a, a bit of a callback in that it's like that was always the move that she would lose to at every big point in her career basically uh she lost to the mm. to the peach sunrise um also made me remember that the peach sunrise has only been kicked out by like four people um <laughs> that it's like one of the most protective moves in, in the company still um even though she has a super yes. finisher now to compound <laughs> on that like what the fuck momo <laughs> i don't know um, interestingly, after the match, uh, Hazuki in her post-match comments, she actually thanked Momo for taking the win off her and uh, also taking the belt. She kind of said, you know, losing here might have made me mad. So thank you, Momo. So uh, there's going to be an interesting pairing with these two kind of going forward where Hazuki is very much pissed off at Momo and it maybe just gives her a bit of drive to, to succeed. So uh, that's kind of a nice way to spin this win into a, into a story thing for Hazuki. Yeah, and, um, and it's a strong win for Momo. Like, Momo won on day one with the Peach Thunder, and she dunked Hazuki on her head here and got the win. And uh, she came away looking really strong uh, from the show, which is kind of good. I mean, we, we said it for a while there that they were allergic to giving Momo wins. Um, and then here, they were just like, all right, that's it. In them both. So that's great. Yeah, I, I I didn't even mention it, but uh, early on, Momo was like talking shit and just evil laughing and doing all that stuff early on in the match, and then Hazuki got her fucking receipts. A meat, and it was like you know I I say <laughs> that I love the Utama match a bit more, but this was the most intense I've seen Hazuki since she came back, and her, Hazuki's yeah. intensity was always her selling point. So you know, like I I definitely get why you would say this was probably her best match to come back because she got her groove back like that was what she that's what everybody loved about her was that she was the most intense wrestler in the company back in the day and i think she she found that again in this match and i think that's probably the story they're trying to tell here and i'm really happy about that i think that's really cool it is a good one um and we're going on to some more good stuff uh the next match was a high speed championship match azumi defended against natsupoi and koguma uh, azumi pinned natsupoi with the azumi sushi in just over eight minutes um this was really really good uh it had a high floor and it met that floor very easily uh there was so many like complex three-way spots involving all three wrestlers and just so much happening um like i know azami and starlight kid got a lot of praise from people for their high speed match but i think if you showed this to almost any modern fan it would blow them away like just the the pace that they worked with the complexity of everything The fact that they kept all three people involved, like it was, it was just really, it was ridiculous how well they were able to do I think, with all those kind of bodies involved. I think if you're trying to show someone a high speed match, this is the high speed match. Uh, last month yes. was a good match. Yeah, it definitely. was a really, really good match. One of the best matches of the year. But this is the high speed match that you show people. You know what I mean? Because um, mm-hmm. it just didn't stop whatsoever. Like, like it stopped once for like a triple down, then they all got back up and started running again, like immediately. You know, and like that's, 
that is what high speed wrestling is supposed to be. And they absolutely did wonderful here. I actually put the podcast on the line here because before this match, I tweeted, if this match isn't good, then I retire from everything. Um, oh, but it was really good. So luckily I'm still here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, you Yay. are stuck with Hi. Me, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was really good overall. And I'm always, obviously, Zumi's my favorite wrestler in the world. So I was always happy that she was the focal point of this match. And she was just, you know, fighting off both of her contenders and doing it very, very well. Um, and she won with the Izumi Sushi because compliments to the chef, as always. Good match. Hell Good yeah. Match. Um, it was. And then afterwards is when May Saruga showed up to challenge Azumi. Really uh, May, because, uh... May didn't even need a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> she just yelled. And everybody could hear her. And I was like, that, that's insane. How do you do this? Um... And yeah, they did a few weird bits. Um, May trying to do her star jump, and then Azumi did the star jump back, and then they left. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That was weird. May Surga is weird. Mace Surga is a fucking I don't know weirdo, if you've uh, picked up great. on that. Uh, <laughs> She's nuts. But no, um, one, one part that I really yeah. liked was after the match, um, like Koguma and Natsupoi, like, like, they like were like together, and they're like, man, fuck you, Azumi. And they did like the bear pose and the poi pose. And then they're like, wait a minute, I hate you too. Yeah. Get the fuck <laughs> off me. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't like you either. Um, and it was it was really funny. I love it. Uh, honestly, great. okay, we we've talked about this, and obviously we have a lot to talk about anyway. But if Queen's Quest dies, Azumi should get her high speed unit. I, I even though that would kind of kill the division. Yes. I still think that it she she should do like the like a junior uprising type of thing. You know, what I mean, I think that's go because um, the alternative is her being be Shuri's subordinate, and that would be cool. But at the same time, high speed please high speed though yes, exactly. um so uh the next match then was uh Kyrie beating starlight kid in just under 18 minutes in this one um Kyrie made her big full entrance with uh some druids i guess or something dancing um who came out with her yeah and again she looked like an absolute star her and kid looked fantastic um i didn't think the match lived up to what i thought it would Me be either. um because they did a lot of like, oh hey, like it's Kyrie, you should cheer for her kind of spots, and I was like, this isn't, this is very uh, different. It, this was this was the Sting comeback rather than CM Punk. Oh uh, yeah, you yeah. got CM Punk day one, you got Sting day two, because there was a lot of like, oh hey, you're meant to cheer for Kyrie guys. Um, and it it was. Weird. And they did do some good wrestling. It was real weird. Like they did good wrestling, but then they would stop doing the good wrestling, and it was like, all right, cool. I like guess. Kid did not do any of her <laughs> uh, like fun offense. Like she did maybe no, like she a did move nothing. that was interesting, you know. What I mean, and like mm. I obviously shunk it a lot, and part of it is a joke because I recognize that she is a really, really good wrestler. She has a lot of cool moves that make matches better. She just didn't do any of them in this one. Honestly, it was like mm. it left a lot to be desired. I, I, I was in the chat talking about this um, while we were watching. It. It's like, damn, they're doing for a wrestler that literally doesn't need crowd work at all. And it's making the crowd less interested in it actively. Like, how do you do that? Like, it's it was. I don't know. This wasn't what I wanted out of it. Um, I I dare to say that it felt a little bit NXT. Um, but you know, I think I think maybe it, it was better than that. So, uh, I don't know. I, I just wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. No. I I definitely. Uh, I was. It was a bit lower than what I thought because. If Kid and Kyrie just threw bombs, fantastic match. Like we've seen Kid have great matches. Yeah. Um, 
but then they didn't really do any of that. Um, and it's not like it was a bad match. It just didn't deliver to the level I was expecting. Um, there was a match I wanted. Kind of disappointing. There was a match I wanted that they didn't deliver. I think they delivered yes. a fine match, yeah. but it just wasn't what I was looking for. That's fair. And uh, Kyrie did win with the insane elbow, so she got the win there, and uh, she pulled Kid in for a hug after to give them a little moment uh, before Kid threw her off. Kicked her in the arm like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that was kind of it. Uh, Kyrie mentioned after that she had uh, burst her eardrum, so that that doesn't seem very fun. And that uh, she doesn't know when we will next see oh, her, fuck. so that's going to be... Well, not like that, just that she was like, I'm very tired, I've wrestled two no, days yeah, in a row, that. so um, <laughs> I'll see you whenever. It's, it's probably like her, <laughs> Which like, is oh, fair. I'm not in the Cinderella, guys. Don't look for me. <laughs> Which, I mean, we knew exactly. anyway, because she wasn't announced. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, that was that match. Um, Alright, so the next match is, or was, uh, Donna Del Mondo versus Prominence. It was Tekla, Himeka, Micah, and Julia beating Mochi Miyagi, Akane Fujita, Suzu Suzuki, and Risa Sara. Uh, Julia pinned Mochi in uh, just over 16 minutes to get the win. Um, everything Julia and Suzu did here was amazing. Mm. They just went to war on each other. Like, this was almost like a singles match because it was a, a long stretch where nobody else did anything, and it was just them two, and it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it turned into a singles match for, like, eight minutes. Uh, just, like, kind of out of nowhere, and I, I was rocking with it. I thought it was really, really well done. Um, they obviously have a lot of history together, and they have a lot of chemistry together, mm. so uh, it was really good. Uh, everybody around it also did pretty good. I thought uh, Tekla and Fujita did really well together, as you would expect. Um, I, I loved the start when they were all like just you know brawling, and then you just hear yes. a huge slam inside the ring because Jumbo slammed Miyagi. I was like, damn, that was fucking dope. I love that. That was a really good spot. Because <laughs> um, like sort of like it was like Jumbo forcing everybody to pay attention to her almost. You know what I mean? Where she's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking slam the shit out of this woman, and y'all all gonna listen to it. You know, it was it was very much a you know a certified Jumbo moment. And I really appreciated it. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, the um, Julia as well, I thought it's cool that she's pulling out the Northern Lights bomb again. Yep. Uh, she pulled it out in the Siri match, actually. And she, I almost thought she was going to win when she hit the Northern Lights bomb there. But uh, Julia or Siri was too close to the ropes. Um, but here she pinned Mochi with it. So you know Julia is back in peak murder mode when she is... Um, She's pulling out the Northern Lights bomb. Um, and yeah, I mean, this match was great, but honestly, it was all because of Julia and Suzu. And uh, I mean, as it should be, because the, the inevitable match between them two is is the money match. Like, that's the one you want. Suzu um, is... And they're going to annihilate each other. One of the few people in wrestling sound absolutely so badass on the mic while talking through, like, tears. Like, actively, mm-hmm. like, crying a lot. And just still just sounds like she's going to kick someone's ass immediately. It, it, she just sounded great. Um, she really has a certain it factor to her that's unlike a lot of other wrestlers. So, Suzu's great. Yeah. Also, they hit more shoot headbutts in this one. Just in case you That they did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, after the match, then, there was some interesting stuff. Um, basically, that was when Tekla and Julia kind of challenged for the tag belts mm-hmm. um, in the post-match comments. And Himeka seemed a bit odd in it. So, you know, 
Julia was kind of saying, oh, you know, you guys, Mahime, you're, you're pretty good, and all that stuff, and Himeka just seemed a bit off. Like, she didn't ask for this war, but she's being, you know, she's fighting it, and I don't think she's too happy about it, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes, and how that develops. I mean, Jumbo's always um, been the kind of, you know, hold out on a lot of these things. She ain't as down that's true. as Natsupo and Micah are for this sort of stuff. Now, obviously, now Tekla, my are are very much Julia heads, so yeah. I think I think Jumbo um, and Mariah are the ones who are like you know, kind of like oh I just kind of want to be the best wrestler in the world. Mm. Fuck y'all, because and it's really interesting because <laughs> yeah. like Julia as a leader is kind of ass when you think about it because she's like that, really? but she expects everybody else to like be rocking with her. You know, like it's it's of it's a strange way of like telling the story because like julia feels like like she's like oh i don't care if like if 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 my if micah had the world championship right now J- julia would actively be like fuck you i don't give a fuck i'm gonna beat the shit out of you i don't care fuck off give me your belt fuck off i hate you fuck off and then five minutes later she'd be like oh yeah but come come wrestle with me come wrestle promise with me and it's like yeah like it, it's just a really interesting like julia's just the worst like as a character <laughs> like that's kind of that's kind of her thing is just that she's like not particularly a great friend or leader but she's good at i at the believe wrestling. that you are you are not correct in that um but we do not have the time left to do a deep character analysis of julia's leadership <laughs> um so uh, the the p- prominence post match promo was kind of standard. Uh, Suzu was like, "I actually think I won, so <laughs> I, I won." Um, and they basically said that well, Risa Sarah seems to want Micah in a singles match. That's what I took away from it. And also, Karumi Haragi was saying like, "I really want to beat the shit out of them. I'm sorry that I'm hurt." And Sarah was like, "Look, next time it'll be the five of us. We can do a five on five. So. I assume Kurumi is going to be back soon. She got hurt last February, so I mean she should be on the mend. But um, you yeah, think they I guess they're going to do that? a big five on five. <sighs> they should. What was the old, what was the old AJW step called? Uh, which one? The the big five on five step. I have no idea. Fuck, fuck is it? What, like the when they did Thunder Queen battle? Oh or yeah, something? Thunder Queen. That was what it was. That's what I was looking at. Yeah, I, d- I don't think you do a Thunder Queen not anymore. No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not um, a great idea, but uh, no, I-, I could see them going for some. Probably, yeah. I don't know. It depends. Because um, if you want prominence to win, maybe you can do a bit of a no DQ thing. Um, That'd be interesting. But maybe they don't want prominence to win because they didn't win here. That's true. But, um, I don't know. That's that about that. Anyway, um, we'll have to wait and see if they do the Micah and Risa Sarah match, or if they just kind of let that fade off. Um, the match after that, then, anyway, was Saya Kamatani defending the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Tam Nakano. Uh, this went 21 minutes, and Saya won with a uh, kind of a roll up into a into a pit. It was, it was kind a, of interesting. Was, like Tam yeah. went to pin her, and she like flipped it over into a pin. It was kind of weird. Um, it was a real I've seen a lot one. of praise. I've seen a lot of praise for this match. Um and it, it was really good. Um yeah. it was great. I don't think it was as good as their uh Ryugoku Cinderella or whatever that was called. What was that? Ryugoku Dream Kingdom? Was that it? 
Yeah, it was Dream Queendom. Yeah, Rigoku Dream Are you Queendom. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Are you having a stroke? No, it's late. I am tired. Um, we've been doing it. We've been recording for like two hours almost. So it's uh, it's getting to me. Um, I didn't think this was on the level of their Dream Queendom match, but it was great. You know, they did so much. Uh, Tam had new like entrance attire, and it was really good. And she had the weapon with her. She looked great. Uh, Saya did her normal entrance. She doesn't need any of that stuff. Um, okay, sorry. Oh God, no. Um, but it was, you know, this was the match that you'd expect between them. A lot of intensity, a lot of big moves, a lot of putting their bodies on the line. Saya does crazy shit like that. Hurricane Rana to the outside was ridiculous. Yeah, beautiful. Um, the fact that Tam said yes to it is ridiculous. Uh, Tam jumped off of the entrance way and did a dive. I've missed balcony um, spots so much, man. <laughs> yeah. And they just, like, they just absolutely killed each other. I think the only thing that I didn't like was how abrupt the ending was. It kind of felt a bit out of place Dude, for it to be a roll my, my stream was, like, bugging out with, with Valkyrie. Oh, it no. was bugging out, and, like, it just ended. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it just ended like that? Because, like I, like, I could see the sequences, but it was just, like, it was stuttering a lot. And I was like, mm. oh. Oh, all right. I, I like that it was out of nowhere, but I thought that they could have done a better out of nowhere i think that's that's my opinion on it like i, I thought it was an interesting yeah. way to like make it different um but they definitely could have done because I've, I've noticed that they didn't like doing the same finish twice for the two shows for pretty much any of the wrestlers i mean other than hana yeah. and even then technically she did a german suplex uh even though it was just her fucking up the <laughs> back suplex um they definitely diversified yeah a lot which is kind of cool um but this one just wasn't it. Um, it was still a great match, though. Don't get me wrong. Like this is this is up there. Um, and it was another great side defense, another great Tam match. Um, but I just didn't. I didn't think the ending was befitting of, of the match, really. Um, that's but I mean, that's all right. Um, there's nothing really of note in the post-match comments then, so I suppose we'll just go on to the main event, which was Siri defending the World of Stardom Championship against Mayu Watani. Uh, Siri won in 29 minutes with the White Tiger. Um, I watched this live. This is the only match I saw live. I woke up and I, I asked Scott, I was like, is the show still going? And he was like, yeah, we're getting to the main event now. And I was like, holy shit, this is a long show. Very <laughs> long, yes. That was like three and a half hours in that I woke up. Um, so I saw this live, and I don't think I liked it all that much. Um, that was good because I've seen people be like, "Oh, this is an amazing match," and I'm like, "I don't know, maybe I was like really tired, but I just I thought it was it was okay, you know." It was, it was, it was I thought it was really good. I I, yeah. I it wasn't it wasn't as good as I was expecting. Uh but it was yeah. still really good. I yeah. thought that the way they did it was pretty smart. To me, what I didn't like was that I don't feel like Mayu went to her full power at all. Like, I've seen yeah. Mayu go way harder in yeah, that's true. than this. Like, it was a lot of Siri. That, that's that's one thing with Mayu recently is that I feel like she hasn't quite been performing at the level that she usually does. Um, mm. Probably since the 5 star at the very least. Um, she just hasn't quite been doing it like she used to. Which, you know, that could just be a matter of, like, her slowing down. Like, whether it being for the time being or just, you know, permanently. But mm -hmm. uh, she hasn't been hitting the same. Uh, she still it's great because she's still one of the best of all time. But it's it's definitely... I definitely see where you're coming from. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe it was because I was tired, but I'm not really interested in going back and watching a 29-minute match again. So, I, think, um, I think one part was uh, was a bit funny was that Mayu was trying to hit the moonsault for like 15 minutes straight. Like that was like her <laughs> goal in the match yeah. for the for like from minute five or six until like you know minute 22 uh she was trying to hit the moonsault and she hits it and gets a one count and i was like damn yeah. that was that's not how you do that <laughs> like that is not <laughs> how wrestling works like it was no. a, it was a cool little swerve but i was like that kind of made the first like that 15 minutes kind of useless <laughs> like to me like mayu's entire goal was like okay i'm gonna hit the moonsault and i'm gonna compound on it and then it just it meant nothing and then she had to hit an arm moonsault and then she got like a two count and then it just faded into oblivion and didn't really mean much um yeah i thought it was good i i i thought that there were little things that i really liked i liked that uh when sherry hit the ryuin uh mayu like noticeably kicked her feet out so that she was taking a back bump instead of a neck bump and then she kicked out at one. Um, and I was like, oh, that makes sense because she like read the Ryuin and was like, oh, I'll just not take as hard. Like, I'll, I'll just make it so that doesn't hurt as much and now kick out one. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, that, that's like, yeah, that that's true. Um, I, I really like that part. And Mayu's selling was really good, as you could expect. Uh, but like you said, it was definitely a Shuri uh, match here more than it yeah. was a Mayu match. Um Still good. Still, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then the finish. That is, is the point of contention for many. Uh, what do you think about the finish, buddy? Um, I mean, it, it was grand. Like, I don't mind the submission finish. And it really gives uh, it gives Mayu an out and it gives reason to a lot of the match because Siri did work over the knee a lot. Um, so if you're going to do knee work, you might as well pay it off with the submission. And as if as... anybody is going to submit people, it should be Siri, the former... Yeah. UFC champion. Well, not UFC champion, the UFC fire. Um, So I didn't mind it, yeah. Especially if you're going to start, you know, uh, weakening some of her other finishers. Like, we saw the Ryu and kicked out of twice on this weekend at one, which kind of, you know, you're kind of hurting the move there. So you... If you're gonna start doing that, then yeah, you might as well start getting your submissions over as well. That's what I mean. Momo's a fucking smart-ass wrestler. Because, like, her old finisher is still incredibly protected. Whereas, like, until three months ago, the Ryuin had never been kicked out of. Now it gets kicked out of at one. Like, yeah. I think I, I don't think like Mom, that I think, so much. I think Shuri should, um, should learn from Momo in that aspect. Yeah. And same with Utami as well. She did it as well, where she uh, she started getting one of her big moves kicked out of. So she just was like, well, I'll do another one. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, or you could protect the, the last one, maybe. That's, you know, maybe. And it's like, I like um, diversifying movesets, but, like, you you really should, like, be more you know smart about that yeah or at Not least, at least progress really... more knowledgeably I, i'm a big move guy yeah. so it does matter to me I, I get what you mean though it doesn't actually yeah. matter um but yeah it was rough stoppage at the 29 minute mark i thought it was really smart that they were like teasing the draw uh that was kind mm-hmm. of interesting that's like okay if mayu just lives for another 60 seconds she doesn't lose you know like she doesn't win the belt but she doesn't lose um it probably would have worked better if, if Shuri was not the champion um, for that type of finish. It kind of wasn't useful because if, you know, like if it was a matter of like Mayu winning or Mayu losing the belt, it would be a bit more impactful than a difference yeah. of Shuri keeping the belt or Shuri keeping the belt and looking good. You know what I mean? Um, 
but I thought the ref stoppage was smart, and I think Natsuko put it over when she said that, like, Mayu was never going to give up, and we would never get to watch Mayu wrestle again if she hadn't given up, if, if the ref didn't stop the match. I thought that uh, was a great way for Natsuko to put it over, and great way to make it sound, like, uh, you know, more valid than, like, oh, it's just, you know... Uh, like it, it protected Mayu more than just the move. I felt like Natsuko definitely yeah. put it over a lot. Um, I think that's great overall. Yeah, no, it's it's a good finish. Like it's a very smart finish. Um, Especially with Daichi in there. Uh, everybody yes. knows that Daichi and, and Mayu are like actually like buds. You know what I mean? Like like Daichi, there's a very like a uh, person. Like Daichi has a very specific. Uh, he likes certain wrestlers more than other wrestlers, and that's very clear. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't know if, if he would care that much if uh, Starlight Kid was getting her leg broken. <laughs> but but when it's Mayu, he's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta stop it for, for her sake. Yeah. Um, after the match then, uh, Siri didn't really get to cut much of a promo because Kairi and Saya Kamatani came out, and Kyra was like, itch knee, itch knee, itch knee, which I guess was them marching to the ring, uh, to, you know, one, two, one, two. Um, and they kind of just did a bit to close the show, um, but Kyrie made sure to, like, put the two champions over, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and I'm okay with Kyrie going out there to close shows, you know, she is, you know, big star, of course. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much it. I thought they were going to challenge. Uh, like when they first came out, I, was I like, thought are they something doing... was going to happen. Yeah, I was like, are they doing Saya and Siri? What the? F-? No, I wouldn't I be surprised. Saya's but... been teasing that. Like she's been saying yeah. that she wants to beat the four pillars, uh-huh. the four pillars, so to speak. Yeah. Um, because every company needs the four pillars. But no, like she wanted to beat, you know, the big dogs, and Sherry is one of them. So yeah, I but I really thought that, that they were going to. Yeah, I did think they were going to have, like, Kyrie and Saya challenge, and I was like, what the hell are we doing here? Um, mm-hmm. But then they didn't, which is uh, it's fair. Um, and yeah, I don't think there was much else said after that. So, um, I think, but we already talked about that. Yeah, and even then, that's not, like, in Stardom's post-match report or anything yep. like that, so it's it seems to have just been a, a throwaway comment for the media or something. I don't really know the full story there. Um, Mayu did actually say that she wants the SWA championship next. She wants mm. to be a, a Grand Slam champion. So I wonder how that's going to work out. Because um, she, like, if she challenges Tekla, she's going to win. <laughs> like Tekla's yeah. not beating Mayu. Um, but Tekla how is do like, you... forever champion type of. Like, yeah, you know, like how do you get around that if if yeah. Mayu wins SWA? Unless Mayu wins the SWA and they they do change the rules then, and she maybe you know, starts wrestling all these outsiders that they're bringing in or something. I, I could see that. I, I think that's a way better uh, like function for the SWA belt is for people who aren't signed to stardom. Uh, yeah. That way, like, because like the white belt is supposed to be, or it used to be, uh, for only for wrestlers who were assigned to stardom until Santana Garrett took it and then wrestled like seventeen times with it. Um, <laughs> but that was like the original belief was that it should be for only stardom wrestlers. Um, yeah. And I think it would be interesting if it kind of went back to that a little bit, uh, just enough for the SWA belt to be elevated to be the re- one that's for wrestlers outside of stardom. It's like, a, you know, uh, or outside of their company, so to speak. Um, you know, more just outsider-focused instead of just purely uh, country-focused. I think that would be an interesting Yeah. No, it would be, definitely. Um, so we'll have to see how that will play out, because, um, like, I assume if Mayu said it and they put it in the report, that it'll happen. 
but you know how do you how do you get around that then because it's a pretty interesting situation to put themselves in um now we've been recording for two hours (laughs) so we are done thankfully uh we were gonna try and preview cinderella but uh, we've gone too long like there's not a chance so um we'll do that in a few days unless we can't in which case i'll do it with somebody uh eventually um yeah stardom world climax uh stardom really delivered big time um they sold really well you know they drew a lot of tickets which is is the main aim they outdrew new japan and you know the two shows had so many good matches and so many great bits between them that it's it's not often you come away from two two days of you know big shows wanting more um but i i want more of stardom like they could run tomorrow and i would be super excited for it you know yeah i get that it's it's definitely they're in a good spot right now yeah they're just they're untouchable like i i I don't mean to be the stardom hype person and you know i'm always a bit more reserved about it than anybody but like this so some of this stuff is the best joshi wrestling since like ajw like and even then some of those ajw cards were not this stacked like we watched them you know what i mean we're going through you're going through a rough patch with with ajw right now you're going through yeah like like, 97 you know stardom is this era yeah, Jesus, dude, post Exodus is, is sad, <laughs> but you know, like this is this is some amazing stuff that Stardom is doing, and they're they're basically untouchable now that they're working with their companies as well as they are. So, um, it's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun time. So, what a great time to be a wrestling fan. Hell yeah, um, but yeah, with that, uh, I don't want to kind of wax on Not any longer. Kid. Yeah, so unless you have anything to say, I will close the show. No, not really. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, next time that you hear, well, no, because we're doing a Cinderella thing. Uh, never mind. Okay. All yeah, right. I, I hope you guys enjoyed the shows. Um, if you did or didn't, you know, tweet at me about it. I don't know. I'm I'm interested in hearing what you guys think. Actually, that's good. Um, all right. So if you want to stand, you may stand. If you're stand, stupid, or... don't do it though. You just have to cut in into the. If, I mean, if okay. I don't want to hear about it if they're stupid. All right. Well, how are they going to know if they're stupid? They'll know. Okay. They'll know. <laughs> All right. All right. So, all right. We'll close the show. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ejo. Ejo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
dinner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. 